0: This Byron Lazine podcast, I can sit down with DJ and Lindsey. If you've ever driven through Jacksonville, you see them everywhere. They are the sponsors of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the only real estate sponsorship for the Jags. They're everywhere in their market. They're omnipresent. They know it inside and out. And because of that, they're attracting hundreds of agents to come work with them in their real team ridge. They are an independent brokerage that has a team. So if you wanna figure out how to scale your business and just dominate your local market, this podcast is definitely for you. At the end of the podcast, check out the link below for Sisu. If you wanna automate your business, not feel like the the business is taking over and there's all these logins and you don't know where to transact your business online because you're doing it in a million different places, you're gonna wanna look at Sisu. On average, teams increase their business by over 100%. Annual volume when they get on Sisu. Single agents, it's over 25%. Stop cobbling everything together on a million different platforms and look at Sisu's automation to transact your business online. Check out the link below. Check out Sisu. All right, sitting here with DJ and Lindsay. DJ and Lindsay team, but it's really a brokerage. It's a team ridge. One it's of the, a
1: team ridge. One team of the ridge. first
0: team ridges in the nation that has <laughs> dominated to the level that you guys are dominating. If you are anywhere, I don't think I ever told you guys this, but I had to take a car from you know, it was Connecticut to to Florida or back in one of the you one drove? of the trips. Yeah. Like I literally drove this car. Yeah. And so the reason I did it is because we had like all this particular stuff that we weren't leaving in the Connecticut house and whatever. Anyways, so as I'm cutting through Jacksonville, St. Augustine, I mean, I just see you guys absolutely everywhere. <laughs> You're just dominating that market. The Jaguar sponsor, all the different things that you guys do. So tell us about the the growth a little bit of the Team Ridge.
1: So um, we we really started We started as an independent in 2013, and then we really made the jump to the team model in 2015. And Lindsey is, like I always say this, like one of the baddest operators, like baddest meaning like badass. So (laughs) Like a good um, bad. Good. Like, you know, just you know, very thorough, uh, stable, make sure everything was put together properly. And then year over year, we just were able to double growth. I think we did 62 transactions to 140, 140 to 260, 260 to 480, and then uh, to 850. And then last year we did 3,025 houses for over a billion Closed units. Class. The Close. Billy Club, not the Billy.
0: How many, how many teams are in the billion dollar club nationwide?
1: I think there's like five. I'm pretty yeah. sure you know somewhere in that range. I don't think many more. So. It's not
0: on the team side. Yeah, right? on the team, yeah, team, side. team side. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, so. you guys are still really everybody. Well, not everybody. You guys have how many in the in the brokerage?
1: Um, one twenty five. Oh, on the oh, brokerage just on the brokerage side. The brokerage I think side. there's like. 50, Fifty agents, yeah,
0: but your team did the billion.
1: The but team yes. that's zero brokerage agents, right. and brokerage we just started January 1st January one, and year. they still haven't really done much. I mean, it's a hard market. I mean, they just started now, you know, getting some so deal there, flow from there's them. There's
0: roughly, and we're just kind of throwing this out there, maybe five, maybe a half a dozen teams that have done over a billion dollars in an annual year closed. Too, <laughs> I think close. a lot of people
1: talk about closed and pending. Yeah, no, no, no. close. Right. We're
0: talking about you. You guys have done that. How many do you think in two years? A lot of people have that goal, right? Sure. In the next two, three, four years. How many more do you think will be joining the club? Uh,
1: what do you think?
2: Gosh, I don't know. I think it's, it's actually getting
1: harder, to it be might honest. It might be harder. I get harder. Well, I, yeah. I mean,
2: with inventory being this tight, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're be, not really expecting more homes to sell because there's just not more homes available. So, um, you know, unless they're taking some serious market share, which was kind of our strategy.
0: Exactly. I, th- I think more teams will do it. but And here's why. Because you ever see that that clip or like that guy was like trying to beat that mile under four minutes or yeah. whatever, and like so we nobody... kind of broke
2: that ceiling for yeah. people to
0: say, "Whoa, it's possible! I can do this." One hundred percent. You guys have done it. Now it's it's given the blueprint, and like in the ecosystem that we're in with Tom Ferry and all yeah. this, right. So many people learn from each other, and it's like, whoa. I can do that too. And I think you'll see some other people now break through. And I
2: think that's what we try to we try to share with people that I mean we're we're nothing special, right? I mean, we're we just normal people that you know, just kind of had this plan Tenacity and you know these and... plays and we ran plays that worked and we kept doing it, we kept doing it. And so anyone can really do it.
1: But I would I would tend to agree with you, Byron. I do think there will be more and, and the reason why, and you know, I think we talked about this when we were just at the uh, that last retreat we were at. I think the word accountability is going to keep leveling up mm-hmm. and where, you know, the failing industry of real estate agents when the 87 percentile range is it's broken, right? So now when you have, you know, teams like ours that hold standards and accountability which is ultimately for the customer anyways. Yes. Now people are going now brokerages, teams are all seeing that and they're like, "Wow, <laughs> this is what we need to do to service the to, to service the customer at the level we need to." So now I think in the next year, two years, we're going to see accountability like as a trending word. And
0: not like so
2: accountability much. is cool. Yeah, So. Yeah, I
0: mean, Gary Vee's made it cool. He talks yeah. <laughs> about it. But other than that, not too many people in the real estate right. industry, of course, are, are using that word because a lot of agents get into real estate. For, to for flexibility,
2: to not have a boss, yeah. to be an entrepreneur, to build their own brand. They and didn't want the accountability at the last
0: job, so they're getting into this one to make their own schedule. And we know that doesn't work.
2: No, it doesn't work because the consumer... Doesn't want that. They want, you know, on the ball right now, a full service team, you know, kind of segmenting out all the different aspects of a real estate transaction. I mean, the consumer wants it to be like everyone is in their place Mm -hmm. doing their highest and best use.
0: Your agents are ridiculously accountable. There's no (laughs) way an agent on your team could have a part-time job because there's no time gotta they're the so office. busy oh, gotta yeah, but, you gotta but they're in know. the
2: office because i mean there's things to do yeah. right i mean they are following up with customers they are setting appointments they're like organizing their day i mean there's no time to do anything else because they have an abundance of opportunities
0: and they have a schedule of right when I mean, how, how to do it the just a playbook just yeah. a real it's uh, the, the only
2: playbook. way we could guarantee their success we know right. run this play and you'll be successful yeah.
1: what percent what percentage of you know people in america would you say are like are true entrepreneurs like less than less, 1%, than, 1%, right? Right. less than one percent right and then we have all of this crazy influx of people getting in because you know I was, I, was, I was hanging out with troy yesterday and we were kind of talking and he's been at boomtown for i think eight years now and he was like you know it's just man i love being the you know i'm like the offensive coordinator i like to make things happen and i think a <laughs> yeah. lot of people You know think this you know this glamorization of being an entrepreneur a real estate um owner and all this stuff when really it's it's such a you know with all of our team there's everybody's bringing such a big aspect that it's it's not just Lindsay and i it's like it's all of our leadership it's all of the the administrative staff so it's like none of this can happen as one person um, Mm -hmm. doing all of those things so i just
0: i think everybody should strive to how do i make investments how do Mm -hmm. i become an investor whatever that means for me in real estate or in the stock market like how do i take the money i have the extra money and invest it Mm -hmm. that was kind of something
2: i mean we're really going to talk about with our team about that when you join a high-powered team that guarantees your success that guarantees you know you are going to make the certain amount of income you're not going to have any debt no expenses it costs you nothing to join my team it's like i want to encourage people In our brokerage and on our team, like use us as this launching pad to do something else, right? The end goal shouldn't be as an agent every year I need to double my business. And if I sold 30 homes, then next year I should sell 60 and then 120. Like, no, like sell the 30 homes, sell 50 homes, sell 60 homes a year, do that for three years in a row and you've got like a serious pot egg. of cash that you can invest. invest. Go buy that triplex, yeah. that quadplex, like it, partner with people and buy a whole you know, community. An investor
0: and an entrepreneur are two different things. right? Like going back I to the I think being thing, an
2: investor is way cooler. It's
0: way cooler, <laughs> I agree with you. Because I, you can lose a lot of money being an entrepreneur. I did my oh, first what? venture when I was 19. Tried to. I tried to be a investor before yeah. I knew what the hell I was doing. Lost a shit ton of money. You know, and I didn't have the skills or the the knowledge. And so if you look at how many businesses fail each year, it is a lot. Right? So I mean, so we've swung the
1: bat and missed you know, several <laughs> times in, in, in different ventures. Yeah. It's not to say. Well, you're, you're... Talk
0: about that because I think people look at you guys, DJ and Lindsay, <laughs> and it's like, man, these guys can't miss. Like. The yeah, the I mean, sponsor of the Jags, you know, so they're goes, doing all this stuff. Yeah, right? it goes
1: back to, I think it was like 2012, 2013, 2014. Lindsay came up with this idea. She, she had a, we <laughs> created a vodka company. And, but it was I, like, didn't I didn't want it to be that. like regular vodka, it, was it had to be cool vodka. vodka. Yeah. Yeah. And so
2: it was glitter vodka. Um, and it was really <laughs> cool. It's called Luster. And, you know, I just thought, hey, you know, we're good at real estate and we're good at building teams. Like, let's we see if we're be good. We at- like
1: drinking. But then I was like, wait, I don't really like vodka. This kind of sucks. I have so much vodka. And really, vodka kidding. isn't
2: even cool. Like gin's way cooler now. But,
1: but yeah, so we did that. And I was like, and then at the same time, our, our business and, and everything else is accelerating. So, you know, like, like blinders on. It's like, all right, what do I, I have to make a, I have to make a decision here because you can't. Like anything, but especially the liquor industry. If you're not all in, like doing everything and anything, it's it's every business. If you're not all in and focused on it, building relationships in the the liquor industry. Like I had to choose real estate or or this pipe dream of vodka, and I'm really (laughs) I'm really glad (laughs) I did. It was beautiful.
0: how about in real estate? Where have you missed?
1: Um, you know, expansion's been really, you know, just honestly, it's, it's tough to expand and and try to without, you know, we've, we've tried to do different markets. We're, you know, in South Florida and just honestly, it's, it's definitely different because we're not there. Right. And we are the we are the driver, or me specifically, the driver, and, and kind of the camaraderie of the office. And our leaders do a fantastic job in all of these places. But it was a three-hour jump from where we currently are, and it's just—it was definitely a learning curve. And I think that's why we see a lot of teams and brokerages trying to expand and replicate themselves. But you know, I found it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's hard to implant your DNA of being there and seeing it and walking around. So St. Augustine and Jacksonville, I can do that because you know it's been. Seven years of being with Brittany and Brett, and they understand who we are and what that is. Like and this to,
2: is how we do but it. But to transfer
1: outside of the organization, we've definitely struggled with, and any type of leadership. Position. And I think,
2: like some people, I mean, the idea of expansion sounds sexy and cool. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think dominating, like absolutely dominating your market, way cooler. It's way easier. Um, you know, once like kind of all of those things, right, the billboards and the radio and the TV and the social ads and Google and all of those things, I mean, year over year, that really starts compounding, Mm -hmm. right? And you're really seeing a return on all of those things. And so it's so much easier to build on that domination and just take all the market share.
1: We only had, we did a billion last year and we only had 3% market share. And that's what I was just going to ask. So there's
2: 97% more. Yeah. And we know we're going to be able to take a it. lot. And what, I mean,
0: <laughs> what's a realistic number? Obviously, a hundred percent is not realistic. Somebody's got a brother, of cousin, not. you know, Man, all if, and stuff. I
1: think if I, I think ten percent is realistic. And I know that's crazy. And I, you know, it sounds crazy in my head when I'm saying it. But I think in five, I, you know, but like three and, three years, and a half
2: billion yeah, so dollars. One, yeah. out of,
0: one out of ten deals: Jacksonville, St. Augustine, or yeah. TJ Lindsey team. And I think that's
1: yeah. definitely you know, if we if we continue to provide the value that we are to to the customer base and our our agents, then I definitely see that in the future.
0: Where has the big play doing the sponsorship of the Jacksonville Jaguars worked for you and where has it not worked?
1: So I think aligning with a global brand like the NFL, I mean, it's it's massive. I mean, they own a day of the week on Sundays and you know, now, what, Thursdays? And now they're probably going to own Monday, too. They own the whole week. Yeah. They're right. in the fall. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. and uh So being able to align with that. And, you know, last year we got in kind of late, like after free agency and we got in right before the draft. So it's been it's been cool to see. We've we've sold several coaches play um, houses. We're working with some players now, but that's like bigger pictures, you know, just be the alignment in the community um, because, you know, we they are a good fan. We have really good fans in Jacksonville. And it's been We a hard, have the best fans. It's yeah, been a hard they hard lose road. a lot. It's
2: and been we a hard are road. There.
1: And uh last year with the coaching situation with uh Urban Meyer wasn't yeah. terrific. <laughs> when when not everything
0: happened luck. with Urban Meyer, did you regret the sponsorship?
1: I, I you know, as and, and so as a football fan, it definitely you know, I was like, Oh my god, this is really awful. But then looking at it from my, the lens out of my wife, it's like, wow, this is really ugly and not good and and just bad. a really it's, bad look, and I mean yeah. that
2: was really shortly after we signed this contract with them, and I was like, man,
0: yeah. How many sponsors those. went to the Jaguars and said, "I want out" because of what's happening with Urban
1: Meyer? Um, I they they said they didn't have as much as they would think, so I don't think it was it was more towards the end of the year, I guess, where yeah. you know when the the question of what's going to happen in the future, and I think with the off season, what they did with. Hiring Coach Peterson. I mean, he's a winner. Mm-hmm. He's got the winning pedigree that he was able to do in Philadelphia. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty bullish. I say this every year. I'm very bullish on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> so we'll see. They
0: got the quarterback. And yeah. They got the coach, Super Bowl coach, like you said. Yeah. Did, uh, did he buy a house yet in Jacksonville or St. Augustine or I, wherever?
1: I don't know. So, Doug, know. if you're out there, you. Uh, I mean,
0: come on. How is he not? Yeah. I know. Hit
1: you up. Yet? I know. What's going on? I've been. He's but, probably
0: got a whole new coaching staff. Been, so there's a whole
1: bunch of deals yeah. out there. Well, right? that's the good thing about the Jacksonville Jaguars. You do get a lot, a lot of turnover. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you have 2,000 You're creating employees. a lot
2: of inventory. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you have 2,000
1: yeah. employees or something that, you know, between the, you know, the stadium. It's and a huge organization so, locally, yeah. you know? So, and, and, you know, my understanding is as year two and year three, it kind of starts compounding, you know, we were very new and. Um, they've been really great to work with, so I'm excited to see what the future holds. What's has that worked. deal
0: look like? A four-year deal or? Four-year? Uh, we did a three-year deal. Three-year deal. deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you got two more years, and yeah, we you, You'll see how it goes, or you think that's? I think well, you know,
1: I think if if we can continue to, you know, if they can continue to build, I, you know, I, I'm a winner. I like to win, yeah. so I I I want to align with winners. So I think if they keep doing <laughs> taking what they need to do to win um it's hard looking good though you know it makes it more as an organization we throw big tailgates or you know agents and employees we get to to really make it a, a great event for for the eight games that we get to do there so it's it's really good for the for the culture as well
0: what else is happening in the jacksonville market
1: I mean, it's blowing up. I mean, we have a lot of investors, pull, you know, pouring in a lot of uh, New York, you know, uh, stock exchange and and uh, really? hedge fund money. Really? New York in.
0: hedge fund money where they're relocating the business? Yes.
1: Um, you know, South Florida, especially. So, I think yeah, Goldman no Sachs, the, they took over like a million feet um, in West Palm Beach. I yes. mean, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of, so that's bringing in obviously a, a lot of, you know, some of their talent down there. So, so you're, you're getting a lot of these. You know buyers, and then you have the hedge funds on top of that. I don't know if you saw the sixty Minutes piece, but you know um, Tricon and different um, institutions out there buying a lot of property. I think what almost thirty percent of the transactions right now, just in your market, Jacksonville. yeah, in Jacksonville's mm-hmm. institutional yeah. money right now.
0: And they're not sellers, so that's they're constricting not restricting your inventory quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know they're renting those homes out. Mm-hmm. There is some building going on quite a bit of building. We talked mm-hmm. about before we started the pod. So what are you guys doing to try to like get the inventory
1: to your clients? Um, so, we, you know, I mean, all the marketing just... that we do with what you said about seeing us everywhere. So with that, um, the presence everywhere. So my goal is if you're even thinking about like selling. And there's always going to be right.
2: sellers. There's going to be things that happen in people's lives People have that to they move, have yeah. to sell.
1: Because a lot of it too in, in Florida, I'd say probably... 35% also is second homeownership too. So things happen with that. Um, people change, they change where they want to vacation, what they want to do with their life. So we'll always have that kind of cyclical like yeah. turnover on on those properties. New construction's been really good. A lot of Florida's undeveloped. I know you've driven around and seen yeah. it. I mean, there's tons of room for opportunity of growth. You but know, but especially inland. in North Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: that's like people don't realize, especially if you're moving from, you know, the northeast and you are used to those really, really cold winters or at least, you know, a few nice seasons, uh, South Florida doesn't have that. I mean, it's yeah. warm down there mm-hmm. all year tropical, round. Tropical, that's why I like right? it. It's <laughs> so tropical, I right, it's like tropical, it's humid, it's more moist. I days. mean, it's hot. Yeah. But, you know, in North Florida, I mean, we do have four seasons. I mean, we do get a fall. It's and and we seasons. do get a winter. Uh, I'm from the Northeast. You guys got yeah, like a, we don't really get and a and winter. Seasons. But, I mean, you know, on Christmas Day, I mean, it, it could be – 35 degrees yeah yeah, it gets colder um, in the north. Yeah. Yeah. you know it does uh we don't get any snow but it does get cold and yeah. you know so
0: there is a lot of undeveloped land still mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. florida and, and i when I, I remember now why i took that trip why i drove mm-hmm. uh it's because of the pappy van winkle because oh, right. i was what? transporting the pappy van I know, winkle and to i was shake like, a bottle out of this guy i day. had <laughs> it all wrapped up and when, when you got like i don't trust pappy, movers with that and you i had to get some down to it. To my home in Naples, Florida, I was like, ah, I'm just going to do this with the drive this. with the rest of the stuff we need and transport this car. But, yeah, you go through the state. There's a whole bunch of under- land. Obviously, like, when I – my little corner, southwest Florida, I'm – you know, they're pushing east Naples. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're building out there, which is, like, crazy because I'm like, everything I want to be close to, that's, like, an hour away, mm-hmm. you know, with what I consider – all the spots in town but they're building towns out there basically right. they're putting Whole everything towns. they're
1: putting it out you know, there they're How- putting costcos out last now and it's just it's going to be like a self-sustained area
0: mm-hmm. so florida's i think 26 million
1: yeah, i think residents somewhere yeah. like, somewhere in that like mm-hmm. wh-
0: what's too many in florida is, is like is 40 million realistic for population that's california what's realistic in florida long term
2: 40 can't happen. Yeah. I just don't think we have
1: the density. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of old, you know, especially in, in I think 30 can happen. I think 30 can happen. 30, 32, 33 ish. Um, there's a lot of restrictive, you know, gu- you know, guidelines and and building height restrictions in a lot of places in Florida that are still trying to keep the old Florida vibe going. Mm-hmm. um, I mean, Miami, I mean, essentially, I mean, a lot of things are going towards Brickle and, and they're trying to build up that. So you have a lot of like high rises going down there. So, I mean, it, you, you look at some of these like densely populated places that, that California does have. I just, I just don't know if we have that kind of bandwidth in Florida. There's so,
0: you know, Florida's very popular destination to move to right now. What would be one thing that would hurt Florida's population
1: growth? I think to you know everyone's moving here for the favorable favorable tax you know advantages that we yeah. do have and no state income tax you know, right. not in a you know political debate or anything but it's just I mean that's I mean that's the reason why it's, it's I mean Texas I mean if you look at all the growing states I mean it's 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 you know follow the money
0: <laughs> I agree that would be the most harmful mm-hmm. you know for inbound migration for Florida to do is say hey let's put a state income tax the only other thing would be like a major storm. But that would be localized to whatever that area is. we've been we've been there we've done been through, that through, yeah. and it,
1: we're so quick to recover now and yeah. and it's you know we went through you know 20 i mean the reason why we opened up jacksonville is we had like almost six feet of water in our office in saint augustine and at that time I <laughs> when believe, was that uh 2015 it was hurricane matthew okay and at that time it was you know i was very young in the team we had just brought on some I mean, that was some just agents. our office think yeah. about everything Everyone we had under contract yeah, listings i mean Everything. everyone was and the underwater. snap of a finger it was gone and i was like all right i know as an entrepreneur and this is kind of the, what we what they don't understand as a team leader broker owner entrepreneur i was like well i have like 17 or 18 people that are depending on me and their families are depending on me to figure it out so i took a step back and i was like look uh, i was looked at jacksonville I was like all right it's 45 minutes up the road i can you know distribute some of our lead spend and ad spend there and i think we'll be okay and we did we got a temporary uh regis office and we worked out of there and we just drove up there every day followed the same path that we did and and ran the
2: same place just the next different... thing you
1: know we're just we're operating and then Brittany, you know has been with us since day one she's like i'll she's like i'll buy a house here i'll, buy a I'll house move here, here. We're and like, perfect. she's like
0: perfect So saint augustine what do they say it's the oldest town in mm-hmm. america 1565
1: Founded. in 1565 Ponce yeah. de leon and the uh
2: yeah, so it's a very historic Spanish town. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the downtown's really cool, Um, you know. But we have beautiful beaches and you white know, sandy beaches, white powder. And, yeah. So
0: that never goes away. So did it take mm-hmm. a while to bounce back from that storm, or Not really?
1: Not really. It took like s- several months. It was the first time. Then Irma hit the, you know, two yeah. years later, and it was like again. It was Any like houses de- that didn't
2: flood in Matthew, yeah, flooded in Deja house, vu, all, all different people.
1: all over again, and. So that was what that was a way quicker. We've been there, done that. FEMA's response was really good. We knew how to, you know, everyone knew how to, you know, rip out their stuff. Because a lot of those um homes in St. Augustine and, and the downtown area, I mean, they're built, you know, 1565. But if over the bridge we have an area called Davis Shores that um, you know, the the railroad was coming through there. So this is where a lot of the the people that worked on the railroad, you know, live. So a lot of those like 1940s, 50s houses. Were, were built on uh, on a very low, you know, floodplain. So they they, they a lot of flood. people building up right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of them yeah. had to been have, had to be te- tore down now once they flood twice. I
2: saw a combination of homes getting mm-hmm. torn down, and then there was even some homes that they were actually lifting, yeah. like jacking yeah. the house up. So that was cool to see.
0: When I started sales in Connecticut on the shoreline, literally my first month into the business, Superstorm Sandy hits, Oof. and we had a we had actually, the guy I was working with, we had a property under contract for like 1.8 on the water. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day after the storm, like we're in the car going to the property to check it out. And like, we've got a chainsaw with us to cut down like trees. And sure. falling down, like just to make it through and try to get to the location. But I remember there, it was like with everything, with flood insurance and everything, it was a little bit of a pause to so that because that area hadn't really dealt with a big storm like that. That was long, the same for time.
2: us. I mean, we were like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah. no one's ever flooded before." Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it, it was. You know, there was a pause on, on waterfront, but it was also 2012. Connecticut was at its absolute bottom, so that, on top of like being at the bottom of the market, anyways, yeah, the shoreline were, were two but like, I, big I, issues.
1: I mean, if you look at like California, though, I mean, they have earthquakes, which I think is a lot, and of fires, fires yeah. fires, yeah, and so. Yeah.
0: At least with the hurricane, you know it's coming. So I just pop and up. And then my the house Midwest. Came,
1: right? I mean, yeah. you have the, the tornadoes. Did you see in Georgia the other, I mean, you, yeah. you said your flight was delayed, my flight because, was delayed of, because of that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, homes were, were devastating, Yeah, just like that, and it's some scary stuff. So, uh, I think anywhere you live, you're going to have a risk factor of of, some, of Mother Nature, and and I think just the Florida landscape, the pros just so outweighed the cons and Absolutely. florida boy born and raised so
0: yeah born and raised you don't yeah. meet too many of those yeah. are you born and raised though <laughs> yeah yes. yeah both you guys mm-hmm. very cool in uh, that st augustine area where? um
1: i grew up in jupiter so that was why we opened up the south florida office so i moved to st augustine in 0203 yeah um she's but i'm like
2: st augustine native that's
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's very, I mean, definitely in Naples, it's super rare. Miami yeah. is probably really rare, mm-hmm. right? Where you, where you meet people that are. Mm-hmm. Like, born and raised
2: in Miami. like
0: Yeah. Yeah. My kids are basically, not born there, but they're going to be, you know, raised. Yeah. Florida raised. They're going to yeah. be like. It's all they're going to know. It's going to be great. Now you're going to love Northeast it. Northeast kids. That's for sure. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. I mean, one thing about Florida that people, there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about Florida, right? Right. Education being a huge misconception. The healthcare is actually way better Then, I would say a lot of areas in the Northeast and people like are blown away by that. Yeah, where the healthcare system I think is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything with insurance they've got it all figured out. Um, a lot of the organization around tech on like something like healthcare Mm -hmm. is is well ahead of other states, which makes it easier to to increase the population, Mm -hmm. bring bring Mm -hmm. more people in. So, yeah, I'm very bullish yeah. on Florida's future as well. And we've gotten
1: a lot of talent too, you know, from the Northeast. We have several, you know, of our agents that are come from, from up there yeah. and just, it's, you know, really plugged right in. Had and a they're lot of very success. successful in Florida. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. What's a, uh, what's it take to be a successful brand new agent right now? Cause you guys have, produced so many we we, you know following the playbook a lot of people get in and they kid themselves about like how hard it actually is and i think i just watched your quick instagram about plan on having your phone in your hand 24 yeah. 7 i mean they just don't, don't like
0: screen time don't get in a real estate. yeah i mean no. it's no
1: joke and i mean that's why i tell my agents i'm like look like no matter what, if even at the top level, I mean, my phone is glued to my hand, even yeah. though, you know, I'm not in production anymore, but it's no different. I mean, yeah. whatever you choose to do, if you're in the customer service business, that in, at any second, anytime somebody can reach out and want to do something, some sort of business with you, you better be there because if not, they're going to move on. To and the sometimes customer. I
2: think there is that misconception that that accountability, like you had talked about, mm-hmm. it's not really coming from us. I mean, it's the customer, yeah. right? You have yeah. to be available. For them, but I think that is kind of part like, of it's the their power. Their money, not yours. Yeah. Right, and like, that's kind of like that power of the team. Yeah. That you know, when you are, you know, an agent on a high-powered team, that you are actually able to have this work-life balance yeah. because you can pass, pass things off. off to an excellent agent that works with you, right? Rather than feeling like you're always on, it's all you. You have no one to rely on. You can't pass things off. Like yeah. when it's on a team, like you can really say. Hey, I need to take a day. <laughs> it's better for the client. Like it's better you, for the do client. Do you know how
1: many times I've heard, oh man, DJ and Lindsay, they make you have to make all of these calls at that organization. I'm like well, well, no. You did the you told the customer you're going to call them back in two weeks. Like right. you actually like, have to do you what you said. Call them, and you, you <laughs> like, talked
2: to seventy five customers last week, and you told all of them you'd call them the next week. Yeah, like, you'll
1: follow up to see how your home search you is going or what you you know did you know does this check the box? Like yeah. no, they ain't me. It's like yeah, like,
0: I don't, I don't you care. Said it. Yeah, I don't need you calling. Yeah, just don't. They do. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> I,
1: you know. And that's the thing. I don't mean to sound like that, but if not even within my organization, if you don't, somebody else will. You guys do. a an outstanding job
0: of simplifying everything. Yes. When I was like, okay, we're going to take the Connecticut team, and we're going to freaking scale it. I called DJ. <laughs> hey, can we get a call? Yeah, yeah, no problem, right? He's going to call him like, hey, what's the freaking silver bullet to recruiting agents into an organization? Uh, Byron, treat it like listings. That's what DJ's <laughs> response <laughs> like, Have you ever no. had listings? Were you ever in production? Yeah. yeah. And why don't you just treat it like that? Right. You just, your you just, people
2: become leads.
0: Yeah, why don't you just generate leads?
2: Follow up the same. Obviously, have value. a
0: standard of what your culture is going right. to be. Of course. Follow up with the people that match that mm-hmm. and then have a value proposition for them, right?
2: Right. And so, exactly it. how you would treat a seller, right? I need to find a motivated seller. I can't just find someone that has a house, they have to need to sell the house, yeah. right? So, you know, it's and it's a humanization
1: same. factor. Like you have to like them. They have to like you and we have to provide value. Same thing with the seller. They ha- The mm-hmm. seller has to like you. Yeah. Seller has to know you're going to provide value and you're going to have to be there for them all of the time. I mean, it's it's no different. And.
0: It's- it, but it's everything, you know, it's like, everything. going back to the seller, it's like everything you guys do. It's like, how can I keep this simple so I can have that narrow focus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I and love you
1: know, there's all, everyone's always looking for the silver bullet or shiny objects, and, and when it boils down, we just look at it as like you know, you just have to do the the activities, do the work.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. no technology, right? Yeah. That's just going to be like, hey, Byron, yeah. just sign up for recruit.com, and right. yeah. you know, we'll have yeah, here it is. Like, tomorrow. use my affiliate code, and you'll yeah. be like, like, I
1: get asked all the time, like, hey, you know, Indeed, can you just post on Yeah, sure. You might get a few. I don't know. And, yeah, you're like again the silver bullet. Do you want to wait for? Are you going to attack it? or you are just going to hope? That's not a skill. There's no inventory. Let's right. do things you can control. can't control people reaching
2: out to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If there's you nothing know, for sale in a neighborhood, job. you need to go out there, right? And you whatever you need it. to do, mail them, call them, door knock them, like find right. the deals, find yeah. the people.
0: Yeah. Just simplifying it. I mean, just the simple fact that you guys are everywhere. If we can get the most eyeballs on us, we're going to be one of the first people in the billion dollar club, <laughs> yeah. which you guys have done. So what's next for... You too. just like on a personal level, like person investing? What's the next? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm looking at some, you know, some different, you know, we own, uh, I think seven Airbnbs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, looking to add to that portfolio Lindsay loves I mean she's decorating yeah. them and you know she's loving that design <laughs> aspect with, with one Liz one of them just
2: went live and we actually got our first booking yeah. well we're gone so we're trying You're to do right now? we're
1: trying to make them like really on the high like like a luxury style yeah. Airbnb so I, I kind of like that it's more um, of
2: like an experience rather yes. than just booking a room Right. What, what
0: are you giving
1: like special
0: there's just like a, a lot
2: of funky wallpaper yeah. and you know custom neon signs oh, and cool. just cool yeah. light fixtures and furnishings yeah super. It's kind of a vibe. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. What, then, then what's the hardest part about the Airbnb?
2: The, honestly, the hardest part is probably furnishing it, right? Okay. I mean,
0: just. Not the management?
2: No, the management's easy, mm-hmm. right? But it's the, you know, this kind of the supply chain thing. Yeah. You know, if you need a couch, it's eight weeks out. It's. 16 sure. weeks out mm-hmm. so, yeah. so that's kind ones,
1: of actually started Once yeah, you get yeah. Started, you have a and we, we we use a we use an agent. we use um my friend nick Crowley is uh he ends a proper group and so we use them we you know I, yep. I don't try to recreate i stay in my our lane of sales and we don't mess with rentals so they do a fantastic job and they have you know all the cleaners they need so i was just like hey what's you know we talked about time and what our time value is and you know i feel like you know it's an investment and my you know my end goal isn't for the income of the airbnb it's great yeah. but I'm buying the asset for the long term and the you hold of hold the it. real estate. So mm-hmm.
0: depreciation doesn't hurt either. Yeah, right? no. it's nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> what else uh, are you thinking about? What else so, is, you know, Noah's
1: like? 16, so he's going to be 17 this year, and it's and uh, so it's been cool to see him kind of you know blossoming into a young man. So I'm excited to see you know his his kind of he's really eager to get into the real estate business. Wow. So um That's so that'll be cool the next few years so i'm gonna try to uh
2: maybe buy a hotel
1: yeah she wants to buy a hotel and get wow. in the hotel biz so that it just seems easier right like boutique, rather than having like a boutique hotel? yes like so yeah. something
2: small like maybe something like 20 rooms but yeah i mean that sounds a lot easier than having you know these seven properties you have right now like why don't i just have them all on one property right yeah. it's way easier to manage and clean That'd um, be a lot of fun i would love that
0: yeah. then we got to do a retreat there yes right. At the DJ and Lindsay Hotel.
2: I would love that.
0: would <laughs> be fun. All right, guys. We look, have
1: still have some leftover vodka we can drink yeah. there, too. <laughs> oh, it'll be
0: the whole bars. And have all the, all What is it? Luster? Glitter. Yeah, Luster. Luster. L- How many bottles do you have?
1: Uh, probably like 30 cases still. I just don't drink vodka. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm a tequila beautiful. guy. She's a gin girl, so.
0: Yeah, I'm big on the tequila, too. Yeah. But I like the bourbon, so. I don't you know. Go. DJ's trying to pull a bottle of Pappy uh, <laughs> out of me, so. Bourbon's
2: cool in the fall and in the winter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah worms are I'll, sold I'll come
0: up to Jacksonville. yeah
1: we gotta winter. play some no you guys have
0: such a winter season we come do. this
1: come this spring let's play some golf we'll... no we gotta play yeah <laughs> yes
0: we gotta play so all right guys really appreciate you coming on yeah
1: thanks for having us and uh yeah thanks for everything you do
0: check these guys out by the way if you're not following them on instagram i love what you guys are doing with all your content right now it's hitting really well like you guys got the cool mics, the cool setup. <laughs> Check out their content. What is it, DJ and Lindsay? DJ that's and Lindsay. Up. That's it. On IG. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right,
1: guys. All right. Cool.